This is Hannah. This is Rachel. And this is What I Like to Tell People. Hi, Rachel. Hi, Hannah. How was your week? It was good. I got, I just found out um, with the uh, museum I work for, I get to work on an exhibit that's uh, for um, four to five days. We get to help an artist uh, put a piece up, which is very rare. So I'm really excited. Um, how was your week? Congratulations. Thank you. How was your week? It was good. My parents came to visit and my dad and boyfriend put in a new toilet in my guest bathroom, which is so exciting. The only thing is um, I forgot that my one toilet was round and this is oblong. So now I have two different toilets. I have a round toilet in my master and an oblong. So hopefully that doesn't count against me because I was like convinced that my other one was oblong when I went to buy the other one. And so it just now makes you I'm, more unique. It makes you a unique house. Right. Adult problems. Now I'm like, oh gosh, my toilets don't match. Um, so hopefully <laughs> that doesn't count again. Yes, that will happen to me someday. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully you won't have to replace any toilets. Um, so today's episode is a very exciting one. We finally have Kenship Goods with uh, the co founder, Dan Davis, on, and he tells us a little bit about the history and all kinds of interesting facts about how Kinship Goods got started, and it is in my home state of West Virginia. Joy. Hello, everyone. We are here with Dan Davis, co-founder of Kinship Goods, located in my home state, Charleston, West Virginia. Hi, Dan. Welcome. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you for coming. I know we had, and I'm so sorry about your passing of your dog because the last time you were supposed to be on here, and I know how hard that is. Um, and it, well, I feel like we, I appreciate the reschedule. Yeah. So he was originally supposed to be on here in uh, season two, but unfortunately. But we are glad that you are here. Um, so do you want to kind of give? I did kind of look on your website and hear like look a little bit of a history of kinship and I did see you guys were in Louisville if I say that right I feel like I never get the correct pronunciation it's it's a it's a hot you know controversial uh pronunciation right. of a word I always say Louisville um because it's okay, like so you Louis say it was named after like King Louis but like um, everybody there is like Louisville like really marble mouth um so it's kind of like <laughs> There's kind of like no wrong way to say it. <laughs> um, I mean, unless you ask certain people, but yeah, Louisville. Yeah. Um, okay. So That's yeah. Where you we, guys started? Yeah. Yeah. Um, me and my wife uh, met there. She's from West Virginia and she went to college there at UofL and had been there for like 20 years. And um, she had run an, she had ran an art gallery in town and um, I had started having art shows in my apartment. I had turned my apartment into a art gallery. Uh, there was like um, a trolley art walk type thing in Louisville. And so it was like the third Thursday of every month, I would move all the furniture from the apartment into one room and I would turn the apartment into a gallery and it kind of got like press and some things like that. And she came to an art show and we met and um, we were, uh, this is, you know, scandalous. We were both in 
separate couples and we met oh. and yeah, we like just kind of hit it off and we like really liked each other and she wanted to do a gallery again. And my roommate and my girlfriend at the time were like tired of having arches in the apartment. So we were, we thought, why don't we start a gallery together? So we started a gallery together and everybody was like, what's going on with you two? And we were like, boys and girls can be friends, like leave us alone. And then, <laughs> and then so uh, that gallery was called The Kinship, um, which was like a play on like um, boats and nautical stuff, which is why there's a space in it. Um, and most people make it just kinship without the space, but uh, it's kinship. And yeah, so we started an art gallery and then we did that for about a year. And uh, artists are notoriously hard to deal with. Uh, I am one of those people just kind of like flaky and it's just like a thing. So we were like, what if we made our own stuff? So um, we started making our own stuff and that was 2009. Um, so we started making like greeting cards and paper prints. Um, yeah, and then it's gone from there. I, my background is in screen printing. I, I, I've been a screen printer for seven, oh, 17 years now, which is like completely outrageous. Um, so it's in my wheelhouse to be able to like create these things, like create shirts and things like that. So, yeah. So, so then after you were like, so after, so you did a year there and then you decided to move to Charleston or back to, no, well, no, we were, we were still in Louisville oh, for, no. we didn't move to Charleston. I guess we've been in West Virginia now for seven years. So what's that? 2015 okay. or something. Um, so we well, did on that your for website, a, you say 2013. Yeah, I just fact checked you. That, yeah, that, oh, I mean, that's a lot. Honestly, that's that might be it. it. Uh, um, time, yeah. time is ill. Like, I, 2020 just ruined everybody. Like, exactly. I, like, it, it's elastic it just, now. Right, it's still March 2020. So if you're going by March 2020, it's still kind of right. That yeah, time frame. Well, we moved to we moved to West Virginia at some point. It's all been a blur for me. <laughs> I, I, I'm a good sport, so she was like. Her family was getting older. She had been gone for like a long, long time, you know, and she was like, Hey, I think I want to move home. And I was like, let's go. <laughs> like I'm game. So, um, yeah, we moved to Charleston and, um, we have a store, we have a little storefront, which we, um, actually never ever planned on having. Um, we started as an online business when we were making stuff, we would do like craft fairs and like little things like that. And then when we moved to town, there were just so many empty storefronts and things like that. And we needed a place to work anyway. So we thought, well, we'll get one of these. And then maybe like one day a week, we'll just like, one of us will go stand up there and see if anybody cares. Um, and then, yeah, ever since we've opened, we've never had a $0 day that when the door has been open. So, which is pretty like outrageous. And it went from two of us to now I have 12 employees, which is also very... And you're in 60 stores? Yeah, we're in a lot of stores across the U.S. Um, we do a lot of online business. Um, it's all very weird. <laughs> it's funny. I don't really, like, think about it, like, in these terms. And, like, so talking right. about, like, huh, 60 stores. Yeah, I guess we are. Huh. I'm, like, kind of, like, surprising myself, which is fun. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, I know my friend, she lives, who got me this shirt, actually, she lives outside of Oakland, and she has, like, snapped me in the past of, like, look, here's kinship stuff, and I'm, like, oh, my gosh, you're in California, you know, like, before yeah. I said I was going to interview you, like, I'm, like, oh, my gosh, that's so cool that there's, like, a piece of West Virginia, like, no matter where you go. Yeah, I I, I really like that. I You know, I'm not from West Virginia, but it's, like, my chosen home, which I think is to me, there's almost something kind of like more romantic about it being your chosen home because it's not like the easiest place to live. You know, hey, I said it, guys. And, you know, come after me. But I said it. it's it's kind of like a difficult place to live. And but it's my chosen home and I love it. And I love like it being out in the world. And we get like a lot of emails or like Instagram comments where people are like, yeah, my friend in California has this. And like that really means a lot to me. I think there's like we really enjoy people in the state being able to like have ownership of it, that it's kind of like for West Virginia, it's like for the state. And it's like a thing to be like proud of. That's not sports related, you know, like yeah, <laughs> if you're not like a sports person. Well, yeah. there's no yeah. pro sport in West Virginia. Fun right. fact. I mean, yeah. we have our college, but there's no pro sport of any kind. Right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we, we have it all over. Um, I have a funny story, actually, a little antidote. Um, once we were in New York City and we were just like visiting some friends and we were in Manhattan and we had been at a bar. So I had a couple of beers and we were like walking down the street in Manhattan and these like three women were walking like towards us and one of them had a kinship shirt on and it was like mind blowing. Like, you know, like no idea who this person is or whatever. And I was like a little busy and I was just like, I made your shirt. Like, that's so cool. <laughs> oh, actually, I was with my wife and like friends and I was like, we made your shirt, but my wife kept walking because she knew to just keep walking. It's like, I and, don't know him. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. And the, the girl's friend like looked at me and she was like, who's we? And I was just like standing by myself going, <laughs> we, we made your shirt. We made your shirt. And she clearly had got it. Like we sell um, Wholesale to ModCloth, which is like a pretty large company. I so, love ModCloth, yeah. Yeah. So she clearly got it from like ModCloth or something and didn't know that these are like two people made this item. Um, and it was just like a really cool thing, you know. So she didn't happened. want your autograph or anything. No, no. They were like pretty, they were pretty weirded out. It always goes pretty funny. Like if I see somebody wearing a shirt, like I don't do it anymore because it, I'll be like, oh, cool, yeah, I made your shirt, and it's like, cool. And then you I'd know, it's be like, really <laughs> excited if I met you and you, I had your shirt on, and I'd yeah. be like, really, that's so neat. <laughs> yeah, most people are kind of like, cool, yeah, I'm wearing it. All right, talk to you later, weird guy. <laughs> Bye. I guess they, they probably also like, should I believe this guy? Like, yeah, yeah exactly. Because it's yeah. like you could tell anybody I made your. You could walk up to anybody and be like, I made your shirt. I in, I invented Nike. <laughs> right, right, yeah. I'm the one that did the check on the you know yeah, napkin. That's me. I'm the checkmark guy. <laughs> yeah, like it could be anybody. Yeah. I, I don't know. I feel like whenever I moved out of the state, because I went to Marshall, and when I saw people with, like, Marshall shirts or even WVU, I'd be like, oh, WVU. But I guess I kind of stopped that because it did – sometimes people were like, oh, awesome. And then other times you do get that, like, oh, okay. That's yeah, nice. like, cool. Or they, or they <laughs> say, um, well, i never been there. I just am wearing it. I'm like, oh. Like, I right. did that with a college shirt uh, the other day, too, and they were like – 
Yeah, I never went on once. We're like, but why are you wearing this shirt? <laughs> or I guess it could be like, this was a gift. I didn't even like this shirt. It was right. just a gift. <laughs> yeah, I that, would, that would be I even just... worse for me if I was like, I made your shirt. It was like, yeah, I, I hate this shirt. <laughs> that, I guess that could have been worse. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I literally spilled coffee on my good shirt and this just was in the trash. <laughs> right. <yeah. laughs> Because that's really like all you're actually able to offer that is different now. 
because everything else exists unless you're like some high like minded tech person or you have some like real insane skill set and you're inventing a new kind of thing for the most part if you're just making stuff that exists it's like there's a version of it out there so a point of view anytime that we can just be like this is mine and hillary's point of view these are the things we believe in these are the things we care about like you know um that always just kind of like means a lot to me because especially when it's younger people and older people too but younger people i think it's like especially in west virginia actually i will say that in west virginia hillary growing up there was like kind of one point of view right there was like one like there wasn't a lot of like diversity and like there there was like a bookstore that like in charleston that meant a lot to her so like getting to be kind of this like place for people um it's, it's like a safe place almost too like you yeah, get to express yeah. yourself and be creative too when doing it and supporting right like the political beliefs you believe in so yeah i, think it's I mean i think i think i'm kind of blown away at how fulfilling being like uh, for the community has been mm-hmm. i like kind of wasn't expect we never like sat like set out to do that or like having employees and it's just been like really rewarding to have like the community be a part of kinship and care about kinship and like have employees even though that that can be very stressful to but like to like kind of build this thing together is kind of something I wasn't planning on and that that's my favorite project that's like the that is what is most fun to me just like people being like in it with us is like so much fun it does sound fun too, especially like I you were saying along with what I said also with the creativity. You have all this creative minds together making products and and seeing where the journey goes. Yeah, so yeah. Not? I think yeah, that's like it's a very like re-energizing in that way. Yeah. I'm actually I'm at this Airbnb for the mm-hmm. listener. I'm at an Airbnb because I'm designing the new um, holiday line. And I Ooh. I'm I'm very unpleasant to be around when I'm doing that because I'm like I, you know, it's like, uh, what's it called when you like, you don't, um, man, why am I, why am I forgetting this? But like, um, when you don't think you can do something. Like you're like, you're stuck, you're stuck, you're in a strut. Uh, uh, or like when you, like, you just don't doubt like, yourself. Yeah, yeah. You're just like doubting yourself. Like, you know, yeah. and it's like a very creative person thing. So it's like, yeah. especially now with a staff of 12 and some of them have families and stuff. It's like, I, I do. Your shoulders. I do want to make art, right? I'm like, want to make art, but it's like, it also has to do a thing. It has to like sell (laughs) so that I can pay my employees and pay the rent on the building and stuff. So I get very like stressed out. So I found the last couple of years, I'm like, I'll just go get an Airbnb for the week and I will work from like 9 a.m. to like 4 a.m. I'll sleep, drink some coffee and I'll just get in like a zone and work on the stuff. Um, and like, that's really fun. And I'll get to take these ideas back to Kinship, share them with the team, kind of get, and then that kind of just re-energizes it all over again. And um, that, yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. I thought maybe you were doing like a Hallmark movie. You were like, oh, I'm at an Airbnb for the Christmas. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that <laughs> is sure. I was like, at first I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. Do you find that now that you have a staff, though, they are like, they like everything you do or are they, will they tell you if it's crap? Um, I don't think they would tell me if they were crap, but either way, I don't believe them when they, 
when they like it's like what are what are they gonna say like you know they're like I love it I want to believe them but it's like I think most creative people are probably like you know whatever (laughs) you know like it's hard Mm -hmm. to believe that kind of thing Um, right you you can see it in their eyes like you know like yeah yeah and I mean I think I think that they like it or they probably wouldn't work for us. I, I mean, I would hope, you know, <laughs> I don't know. Why not your like new stuff? Like when you come back, not, oh, not yeah, yeah. current stuff. Yeah. I, oh yeah. They'll, they'll be excited for sure. And you know, I'll share like while I'm here, I'll, I'll probably send files back like through our like project management stuff and that will probably get people excited and stuff. So it's, it's fun. Um, yeah. It's, it's, it's strange. I didn't even doubt, make you doubt yourself even no. more. I no, no, like no. I'm, trying, like, I, I'm, I'm not doubting myself. I know how to do my thing. Like, I, I, when I'm not, like, second guessing myself, I feel very confident in, like, I have a point of view and I, I like making art. And as long as, you know, it sounds very cheesy, but as long as you stay, like, genuine to that, I think that resonates. I think that resonates more than if I came here to, to make a bunch of stuff that a bunch of people will buy. At the yeah. end of the day, I actually don't do that because I can't. Like, I, I'll fail if I try to. If I came here to design Please stuff. Everyone. Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm offering my point of view. The shirt you're wearing is like a point of view, right? That's not like, I didn't yeah. say, man, the red and blue on this gray shirt is going to make a million dollars. I don't, I, I can't think like that. So, right. Um, Which, and I think that's good that you have that thought process. Like, you're still kind of doing it for like the art and the, you know, like you're not and you're still kind of doubting yourself in a way because if you do become too cocky that's when people start failing well yeah exactly I mean that's just such a bad vibe like have you ever met anybody who's just like I am the greatest that is like anywhere close yeah, to being the fired. greatest yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right yeah and everyone at the gallery dislikes him <laughs> right yeah. yeah so you know, I, I try not to do that. <laughs> um, well, you also don't want to change, like, like what we were saying earlier, your beliefs or anything you love to do and turn it into just a money-making profit thing because then you're not going to love what you do anymore either. And then you're not thinking of, like I said. Uh, right. You know, our, actually, yeah. our, that's, a good, that's a good segue. Like our new line is all about like how we are kind of like, I'm anti-side hustle. I'm anti, yeah. like me and Hillary are, the whole line is inspired. Like what happened to hobbies? Like people don't have hobbies. The highest compliment you can give somebody now, if like you were to knit something, it's like, you're like, oh, I knitted this thing. And somebody's like, you could sell those. It's like, I don't want to sell those. I just, I just mm-hmm. want to do them. That was inspired by Hillary actually. Um, she's like a photography major and she has all these fancy old cameras and she likes film. And i one day I was like, you, why aren't you taking pictures of kinship? Like, this is like goofy. Like you should be taking photos. And she's like, no, man, like, I'm not going to take, I'm not going to turn the thing I love into our job. Yeah, like exactly. I'll, I'll hate it. Like I want to have this thing that has nothing That's to do hers. with commerce, you know, like it, not everything needs to be commerce. Now I was just going to say, and I think especially now it's like, there's like a real uh, moment Um, that I'm really excited about like designing for, which is like through, because of the pandemic and stuff, people are like, oh yeah, maybe my job should not be my whole life. You know, we've kind of all just been like swept up in this and kinship's the same way. It's like, I love doing it. I really do. It's like very fulfilling. I love making art, but it's a job. You know, it's like, if I could, I'd be sitting under a tree, eating an apple, reading a book just all day, every day, you know, like 
but it's a job. And I think it's good to keep it in perspective that like, that that's not the only thing. <laughs> There's some no. other stuff. I, I agree. And I think that happens to a lot of people. And then you become overwhelmed. Like things become not fun. Like whenever you're put under pressure to have to do something like my minor was photography. So I completely, and I don't really take pictures anymore because it, like when people are like, oh, when are you getting that picture for me? When you're getting this? Or when are you going to edit this way? And I'm just like, it's no longer your passion. Right. Yeah. And burnout, I think, you know, burnout is like a thing that I feel like in 2020, so many people just learned about like this, like emotion of like, what is this feeling? And it's like, yeah, because we're just like, go, 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 go. And it's just never ending. And the good news is even though there is that burnout, you then have that where you have someone find themselves through what was happening too. So some growth comes from being burnt out. Totally. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like there's like a new thing. And like, I think the, you know, the great slowdown is obviously like horrific and we're, you know, obviously still dealing with it. But it's like, um, I think in a lot of ways, it just put things in perspective that like, I, we got really swept up in kinship, like kinship, like became like our lives. We have the store, we have the employees. And it just, once something starts rolling like that, it feels like you can't stop. We always compare kinship to like a snowball. Like we started very small and we got pushed on the hill. And if we keep, if we keep rolling, right, we can just get bigger and bigger and bigger. But if you feel like if you slow down, you'll melt and just disappear. You know, even though that's not true, like even though just... that's not true. Exactly. And so being forced to do that, it put things in perspective of like, I want kinship to be fun. I want it to be a fun place to work. It's a job. We all have to work, but I want it to like, it's weird to build your own thing. And then one day wake up and realize that you built it like all the other crap you hated and did not want it to be, you know, like a, just like a job. And like, and it's like, we can, we can choose what we want to do. It's like, if we want to sell out of a shirt, if we had a shirt that could, we keep making it, if we stop everything, we could make millions of dollars at the cost of everyone on the staff being completely burnt, just crispy. That's not, yeah. that's not worth it. And, you know, knowing that is, feels like a real gift. And like, I've actually done something I've never done this year, which is like, I just hired two designers. So I have a creative team now. My new title is creative director. And that's like super exciting and super fun, but also insanely scary. And I bet it's hard to let go too. Oh, it's I'm an so hard. And I, if I ever was going to have my own business, I would be like, I don't know if I can let you touch this. But yeah, it's I so. Trust it's, you. <laughs> yeah, it's so hard, and there's a learning curve. But there's also like really fun stuff that happens where it's like, you know, you're an artist, so it's like there, you have an aesthetic and like to break out of that, you just almost never would. Cause it's like, th- yeah. these, this is the thing I do, but one of my designers will like show me something else and I'll get to like, Oh, I remember the word imposter syndrome. I have imposter uh, syndrome. Uh, there we go. Yeah. I can, I'll edit that in. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cut, hard chop imposter syndrome. Um, yeah. So like, that's what I have. So with the, but the designers will show me something that they've done and I get to enjoy it in a way that you don't get to enjoy your own work right. where you're, cause you're like, huh, wish that was better. <laughs> you know, when it's your own work, you're like, oh, 
But and then they you see their something. ideas and you're like, what? I didn't even think about this. I love this. I and love just, this idea. And then just building off of each other. And it's just like, it's so much fun. It's a, we call that an improv mind meld. And that's sort of like what artists are doing. They're like yeah. mind melding their, um, even their designs or their ideas and creating something together. And it's yeah. really cool just to let it loose, like let um, the leash loose a little too with, it and yeah i think like it it, it, it's kind of a disservice to be like too precious about anything exactly it's like you gotta like you gotta get on with it like you know not to like keep harking on like the times but it's like there's (laughs) like there's like a big thing of like you know you gotta like you gotta keep moving you gotta keep like doing your thing and like if you're too precious about everything that can like really just like weigh you down yeah well and i think you have to start Get, like letting others in to kick, like build your business and build your you know like your brand too like yeah. if you want it to carry yeah. on you can't be like if you look at like a mom and pop business like they usually fail after so many years if they don't like expand and let new ideas and you know new opportunities grow like if yeah. you just stick with the same thing you're just going to be stagnant right we have a we have a shirt that's like a it's a circle and it's like a maze and in the middle of the maze is a brain and there's a, like a little person sitting on a stool and it just says, get out of your own way. It's like, I don't want to be so, I don't want to be so stubborn and drinking my own Kool-Aid that I'm like, I'm the only one who can draw this. I, it's like, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. it, uh, it's fun to work with people. It's fun to do something new. It's fun to like grow and like have it be different because if you don't do that, it's monotonous. Like, we're moving into more home goods, um, you know, mm-hmm. teaser for the listener. We're moving into more home yeah. goods um, because I'm very interested in home goods and I've been printing t-shirts for 17 years. So it's like, I can print a t-shirt with my eyes closed. It's not exciting. It's not fun. I, I nerd out about being good at the craft because I'm good at the craft now, but in general, it's like, I want to do a new thing so I can get like re like excited about it all. I was about to say re-excited. And also it makes you think more too and relearn things too. Yeah. So why not? And you could take those skills you use for screen printing and creating shirts and to use them for even mugs, et cetera. You know, there's yeah. so many different paths you could go to keep you more excited stuff. Right. So, yeah. It's fun. Yeah. Rachel, have people been ordering our shirts lately? Yes, they have been. If they've not already ordered a t-shirt, they need to go to our website at www.whatidliketotellpeople.com right now. They can even receive 15% off by using our listener code telling people found in our episode. And if they already have our t-shirt, they should go and post a picture and hashtag what I'd like to tell people. Dan, what would you like to tell people? I would like to tell people that if there's something that you want to do, you should do it. If it's, uh, you know, my thing is a business, you know, I've talked a lot about my business. So like you want to start a business, you should start a business. Um, if you want to have more hobbies and you don't want to start a business and you don't want your whole life to be about money and growth and whatever, you should do that. I think that we get in our own way a lot of times with things and, Things are like actually not as hard as you think they are. I'm not saying that things are easy. I'm definitely not saying that. I just think that like 
if you really want to do something and if some, that something gets its hooks in you, it kind of like makes it pretty easy to figure out um, and like lower, like really spend some time thinking about what you're trying to like achieve or accomplish with that thing. And I think you'll find that if you can like distill that down, the thing that you want out of it is pretty easy to get to. Unless the thing is like, I want to be a billionaire or, you know, like something like that. But if it's like pretty reasonable, like, oh man, I, I think it could be really cool to like write, or I think it could be really cool to um, like make jam and sell jam at a farmer's market because that could be like really rewarding and I could meet people. You can pretty much do that. Um, I want to tell people that, you know, just, uh, comparison is the thief of joy as they say and just like you know it's pretty easy in the world today to just like look at how everybody else is doing something you should really just try to like define your own goals and success um for yourself and just like try to do that i'm also saying this not in any sort of preachy way because i'm in this airbnb trying to design this line and i'm probably going to go like insane and like pull my hair out here in like an hour and be like, I'm not doing a good job. So this is coming from like a pep talk also to myself, but it's pretty doable. I like run a business with my wife and it's done pretty well and it's hard and it's challenging, but it's a lot of fun and we wanted to do it. And so we just did it. And I will say this, and this is like something I like to tell people, I don't have any family. I have like zero family. So I had no parental money. I dropped out of high school. I did not go to college. I had no credit cards. I had, we, me and Hillary took no loans. We figured out how to print shirts. We bought a shirt. We printed a shirt, sold that shirt. And then was like, I guess we should use this money to buy another shirt. And now I have a store with 12 employees. So it's not like, like I actually did it with nothing. I mean, I did it with like knowledge, but I didn't have like a big safety net of money or anything. So it's like, just don't make excuses. If you want to do it, just do it. And that's what I want to tell people. No, I think that's good. And I, sorry, I had to unmute. So there was oh, no yeah. <laughs> but no, I think that's a really good lesson to tell people too. Like, it's not, you know, don't be afraid. And I, I think we all compare ourselves and and um, especially resources too like we always compare about like the money situation or like if of you course have a certain thing and it's kind of you're like no you shouldn't do that like you just said like you need to trust yourself and just do it even if you know it's hard for you well like we get asked by like you know uh suits all the time like you know our accountant or our banker or you know just professional people in general like you know growth this and it's like I really gauge it. Like we own a house. It's like, I didn't think we'd ever own a house. Like we have coffee, the pets have food. Like it's, I'm, I am winning in such a way that I did not think was possible. And that a lot of people, if you can like, you know, look outside to the bigger world, like actually don't have any of those like creature comforts. And it's like, yeah, there's, I'm not saying like, I don't want stuff. <laughs> like I want stuff. I want, I want, I want a new iPad, you know, like, whatever but stuff is stuff but stuff right? is stuff and like you know i think that i i won so all the rest of this is like really like extra this is all bonus and that it's like a lot of fun and 
I, I get to drink coffee with the person I love the most and I get to make art for a living. Again, not from a preachy point of view, because like 90% of the time I forget that and I'm like whiny and I'm whatever. I'm all those things. Like this is not like I'm not some guru who has figured it out. I like don't like people acting like they know answers to things. And like, I don't, I just know that if you can lower what you want out of the world, like it can be okay. And it can be like pretty good actually. So lower expectations and higher or just, or yeah, just define it for yourself. Just define what those expectations are. Exactly. Define where your goal is. And I think we, we get on like, so, and we say this almost every episode and I, and if you've never listened to an episode, that's okay. But we, we say this a lot in our episodes where people get on social media and you compare and I think and people only put the greatest and the best out there and then we tend to forget that and we're like oh well that's not really my life and so and and then we forget that they're that's really not their life either right yeah exactly like you're gonna put your best foot forward in the mirror um Another funny antidote, you, you know, you can cut this obviously, but for you guys, um, we once shared a studio space with like kind of the beginning of Instagram, like Instagram, like big influencer makers, they had kind of gone viral and they did some stuff and um, their whole thing was like, we're pulling another all nighter. And they like really romanticized like the hustle thing, which I always thought was gross. It's like when I, I pull lots of all nighters, I, I do. But it's not because it's like a cool thing to do. It's because like I procrastinated or I blew it in some other way that now I have to pull an all-nighter. Like it's not Yeah, fun. it's not a cool thing at all. And then they, so like all these people would be like, you're incredible. They had like 30,000 followers. It's like, you guys are incredible. How do you do it? And then she'd be like, oh, I re-wallpapered my house. And people were just like, I just feel so bad. I like barely got off the couch today. And we'd go to their house and it would be a square of One wallpaper. Strip. And it's like, you're just making people feel bad. Like, and so it's like, yeah, a lot of that stuff you don't actually know. It's like, I, Kinship puts our best foot forward. It's like, I'm not showing everybody like a pile of boxes in our shop, but they're right. there, but they're there. <laughs> you know, it's like, right. um, so it's really not the best like uh, barometer for like how people are doing in the world. Yeah. I, well, I just listen. So I listen to, um, I'm going to call her Gwendolyn Doyle, but that might not be right. But Glenn, anyway. I think, um, yeah, yeah. I think that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gwendolyn. Anyway, I listened to her podcast and stuff, and she just said something this past week, and it made me really, really think. And she was like, if when you post something on social media, if it's not benefiting someone else, maybe you shouldn't post it. Yeah. And so I was like, maybe before I post anything on social media, maybe I'm going to be like, is this really benefiting anybody, or is this going to Am I posting it to be like, look at me? Or well, yeah, it's all it it's all to, bragging. To yeah, or am I gonna post it for for it to actually benefit something? And if it's not really gonna benefit anything, and then it's just gonna make people feel bad and all that. Yeah, yeah then there's work. no there's no reason to like post that like selfie at the beach you know, with no my game. boyfriend. No but game. also, also, also to play devil's avocado here, it's fine to document your memories. <laughs> yeah, and it's also yeah. fine that like, you know, people- oh, I document, that's why I have 40,000 pictures on my phone, but no, they never yeah, get posted. Exactly. Because they say to take a photo of yourself or a selfie of yourself almost every day too, just for you even, because yeah, it's supposed to make if, you feel. Even if you want to post it, I mean, it's yeah. like, you know, People are doing that because they feel insecure that they're not enough. 
I don't think mm-hmm. sometimes I don't. It, I definitely don't think. I majority of the time it's not malicious, right? It's just right. like I'm not telling anybody for doing yeah, this yeah. Thing. yeah, yeah. So I don't know. It's it's a pretty it's, wild it's a time. hard line too. Sometimes to well, yeah. Yeah, but it's I also think how a, we communicate now. Yeah, it's like yeah. it's how we communicate now. It's like we didn't invent that. It's the three of us didn't invent that being a thing. It's like that's actually how the world talks now. And it's like I don't know. You kind of got to play ball sometimes, and it's right. weird. Like it's hard. Either be left out of the game, like either sit on the bleachers or yeah, you know, get hit in the head with the ball. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like. <laughs> I don't know that that was me in gym class. I always ended up being last in um, dodgeball because I was so good at dodging the ball. But then you didn't want to be the last person. Yeah. And that's how I feel like like I am in life. Like I really, I'm really good at dodging that ball, but you really don't want to be the last person. (laughs) Right. I, I listened to I listened to the base camp episode actually. Oh, did you? Yeah, what that you did with I the think girls. we talked we talked about you. Yeah, she's Emily is our my success story is like a mentor. Yes. Um, so yeah. I, yeah. I'm very I'm very happy to see everything they do. It's so great. Yeah. It'll be cool to see if you have like other people working under yeah. you now, like where they'll It's funny because we always talk about that internally where it's like you know, we shared the building with Emily because we gave them that space for free and right. whatever. But it's like, Emily's right there. It's like, I'm always kind of surprised at some of like our staff that like isn't, you know, doesn't see like a ladder or something. It's like, we gave her a store. <laughs> like, wh- I want to yeah. gr- grow the whole thing with everybody. Like, it's, I don't, I'm not trying to keep all the things. I want right. to like, my my dream is like to just build this umbrella where it's just like, artists making art and like, I just, yeah, I love it. I, there's enough to go around. There's enough to go around. <laughs> it's like, no, that's really cool. No. And I'm really glad that you took the time to talk to us. I've, yeah, I've no, I fan, really appreciate it. I've been a fan of your work, like from the sidelines, just like watching and being from West Virginia and seeing, and it's always been really cool to see your art, even um, though other people aren't excited to see your art on them or wearing their shirts. I'm, I'm excited when I see kinship. If that's oh, I love that. Excited. I don't know. I'll have to get If that's the right word. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I appreciate I that. Yeah. And thank you for taking time to be on our podcast. Thank you. Yeah. And thank you. Rachel, what did you think about this episode? I thought it was a really inspiring episode to see how you could create a hobby almost, right? Like at first, like, and turn it into something, not that it's a hobby, but something you love to do, a passion, and turn it into a wonderful business and to grow with that business, including the employees, which is crazy that they grew that like so much to, you know, be in different stores and to want to be able to also support their employees during the pandemic too. I think it's just really, truly inspiring that, um, you could take something that you really love and this passion that you came from with uh, screen printing and creating your own goods to building a company and being in all these different types of stores. And like I said, I just really love that he also teaches um, his employees new trades too with it. So I think it's really cool that everyone works together and they get to learn from each other too while creating these awesome products. So I find it really inspiring. What about you? 
Yeah. I, I mean, as I always say, I'm partial to any West Virginia company because I'm from West Virginia and I always want to see them succeed. And I've always, I've been a fan of kinship goods for a very long time. I, um, you know, I have some of their merchandise or some of their stuff. And I always get excited whenever I see it outside of West Virginia or I see someone, you know, and like someone famous in their shirt. And it's always like a little piece of West Virginia that's spread out. And I hope that people that listen to this episode actually that have never been to West Virginia or don't really understand, um, like really get a sense of our culture and get a sense of how great there are a lot of great things out there. And I hope we have, you know, highlighted that with all the different companies from West Virginia that we've interviewed. And I'm excited to see their Christmas line. I, I hope that Dan, you know, made some awesome stuff while he was at the Airbnb with his slippers and and everything. Um, so I'm very excited for for that to come out. And just, um, yeah, I, I just think that it, it was good talking to him. I caught a lot because my kitten was going absolutely bananas and I caught all of that. And I also, which I should have mentioned this at the beginning of the show, wanted to apologize for anybody that listened to our first episode because the, for some reason, the unedited version was uploaded and then whenever I went to fix it it was saying that it no longer existed on my computer like it was saying like offline so after a few google searches I figured out how to get the audio back um and so it was very stressful whenever it was released and I actually like thought I was on top of it because I edited it weeks ago and I was like really proud of myself because I usually don't do that and I and I did that and um, Bobby reached out and he's like this is a wild episode and I'm like what do you mean because we had like lags and he was talking about children in the background that I wanted to cut and like all this stuff and um, you know I, I do try to make it more listenable than what our first (laughs) is like I don't try to cut a lot of things that we say but if someone wants something to be cut and he did and I that was left in there and I was like oh no and then I also there is some lag sometimes or there you know certain pauses I'll cut out or you know just to to make it flow a little bit better for the listener and that was not in that unedited version. So that was very embarrassing. And then I somehow switched our intro, went after the interview, after re-uploaded, so I had to re-upload it again, and hopefully it was correct. And I hope if you've listened to this episode so far that it is correct and you got to listen to our first episode as a true first episode, like edited version. Yeah. So I want to apologize for everyone's ears that heard the crazy wild first episode. So hopefully the rest of our season three goes very smoothly. So next week, Rachel, do you want to tell them what next week's episode is? All right. And next week's episode is going to be with Austin Raymond, and she will be talking about graphic recording. 
very excited to hear that because you randomly met her mom. So that'll be a good, right? And that's how you met her? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. We uh, became, yeah. You don't have to, you can tell the history next week. What I'd like to tell people is an independent podcast recorded and edited by us, Rachel and Hannah. Our theme song is written and recorded by Sean Price. Please like us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, and YouTube. Make sure to subscribe to our show so you can receive the latest episode. Also, rate and review our episodes so we can receive more listeners. Go to our website www.whatidliketotellpeople.com. Find the link and more information in the episode notes. Until next week. And this was What I'd Like to Tell People.